is the Fade Five Podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad, the big noise of his head, joined by the good son. is indeed the Fade Five Podcast on this freaky Friday. You know what we usually do, uh, ritualistic. Every single time we end the week, we're going to rock and roll through our favorite week two wagers, at least mine. And Lundy will ultimately decide to fade or follow. But before we go to the senior circuit, we got to get some action on the junior circuit. And Billy up to the local college bar and hopefully make some college cash. Lundy looking at the plethora of options available on the college gridiron on this Saturday or maybe even Friday night. If you want to serve up an appetizer and hopefully score a winner there, what is your top wager, my friend, that hopefully I can cash in on? Is it your Oregon State Beavers laying a hefty sum against San Diego State? Or dare I say something else? Uh, Well, first of all, I do have a lot of pinatas. Thank you for noticing. Um, Let's get to uh, – here's what I'm going to do, Brad. Uh, I'm going to roll the dice a little bit. I'm not telling anybody to throw maybe a full unit bet on this. Maybe you decide to do a half unit. Here's what I would do. Full unit bet on the spread, half unit bet on the money line. Do you know the last time Tennessee won in Gainesville? Uh, 1967. 20 years ago. <laughs> I was <Tennessee>, slightly off. <laughs> Tennessee has lost 10 in a row wow. on the road to Florida. And the Gators are a plus 205 mm-hmm. on the money mm-hmm. line. And folks, I can't resist. I really can't. On paper. Tennessee is the better team without a doubt. That's the reason they are favored by six and a half. But something happens. The Vols butts pucker up when they get to Gainesville for whatever reason. They have lost 10 in a row. So I'll tell you what, minus 110 standard juice. Take them plus the six and a half. Maybe buy yourself a point and take it up to seven and a half. But I'm going to sprinkle something on the money line for the Gators to do it yet again. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic call. Do it for all the Tim Tebow shares that you may still have or the jerseys in your uh, collection. I know Lundy's got a couple uh, there in the Mile High City. They do come out of the woodwork if you walk around the streets in Denver uh, randomly uh, any given night of the NFL season, and you're probably going to see at least uh, two and a half. Three is a line on Tim Tebow jerseys. Uh, I got a similar spread in another game that could be worth a little bit of a sprinkle, if you will. On the money line, let's go to the Lone Star State battle between Houston and TCU. This game being played uh, down there in H-Town. And somebody rocking, knocking the boots. Uh, if you want to go with that early 90s R&B classic, I think it's going to be the Cougs. I will take them plus the 7.5 against those not-so-great horny toads of TCU. Uh, there is a website out there called College Football Graphs, which I have fallen in love with head over heels, Lundy. Uh, it's a lot of advanced uh, numbers, and if you're a statistical nerd like yours truly, you can really get lost in the EPA data and the projection odds and uh, just the projection for win percentage, all that good stuff uh, at College Football Graphs. And this uh, break out of this particular game, Houston has a 37.6% chance of winning straight up, and they're catching seven and a half. Uh, we already have seen TCU 
uh, underwhelm uh, in the opener against Colorado, giving up 45 to Dion and company in that one. Very good offensive team, uh, no doubt about it. Number 13 in the country in the EPA offense, but number 114 in EPA pass defense, and passing is the MO of Houston. And Donovan Smith, who's got a 129.8 passer rating over the first couple of weeks of the season and this uh, collectively this h-town team number 29 in offensive pass success rate so uh, i think they're gonna you know put up some crooked numbers i think they're getting some chunk gains uh it could be 30 plus points on the board in this contest they could win straight up but i will take them plus a seven and a half oh and lundy i tell you what i'll probably do how about just uh, get some all-line action at DraftKings? Maybe take this line up to like plus 14 and a half and then take your recommendation up to like plus 13 and a half. Slap those two together on Florida with the alternative spread and Houston on the alternative spread and get that down to like plus 105 to plus 110 uh, uh, territory. So honestly, that might be the direction to go with what we are selling you there and making some college cash in the end. With those bets on the board, let's go to the pros where I'm sure to lose my entire bankroll with another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. Oh, uh, yes. Of course, I lost all my money on backing Rashad Penny. Uh, I didn't know that DeAndre Swift was going to get a goddamn 30-plus touches uh, in his homecoming there in his first game as a member of the Philadelphia Eagles at home. But uh, we march on, and numero cinco on the Fade 5 countdown today. Give me Stephon Diggs. Can you dig it? Hell yes, I can on the over-receiving yards against uh, arguably one of the worst secondaries in the NFL. And the Las Vegas Raiders, a minus 115 there at BetMGM. Week one, Diggs was spectacular against arguably the best secondary in the NFL and the New York Jets. 13 targets, 10 receptions for 102 yards and a touchdown. He was number six in total air yards. Uh, 2.27 yards per route run. Quite handsome production there. And he gets a DB most often in this game projected the, the assignment here, who was rather long in the tooth. And that is Marcus Peters. Once one of the finer cover corners in the league a few years back. Eh, he's a bit crustified right now. And he showed it. In week number one, he was targeted five times, gave up four receptions for 42 yards, 10.5 yards per catch, and a 101.7 passer rating. I think that's going to be a consistent story this entire season. If Peters is on the field, you can take advantage of him, and especially, arguably, one of the best route runners in the league will do exactly that. So, fader follow Stefan Diggs over 74 and a half receiving yards against the Raiders, minus 115 at BetMGM. Well, have we pulled Josh Allen out of the depression that he was in on the podium post game? That's what I want to know. <laughs> like, have we managed? Like, you know, he's got to be sitting back going, dude. Dude went down. Dude tore his Achilles, and I still yeah. couldn't beat him. I still yeah. couldn't beat him. What is he now? 0 for 5 in overtime? Like, if you're, I'm telling you, if you're the Bills, you got to start going for it in the fourth quarter because Josh Allen can't do shit in overtime, apparently. Yeah. He's allergic to it. 
Uh, which means you better get like maybe 50, 52 of these yards in the first half because God knows what's going to happen in the in the second half. I like it. I'll take the over. Uh, I can't remember it off the top of my head. I'll post it up on the spreadsheet somewhere. I've got digs. Um, I did a three-leg alt total on receiving, and he's one of the legs where I brought this number down a little bit. I'll make sure that it's up on the spreadsheet later. I built it last night. I, I'd had a couple of beverages. I, I don't remember <laughs> who else is in uh, the pod, but I, or who else is in the parlay? But I do remember that Diggs was one of the legs. Again, alt receiving. I brought him down, paired him up with a couple other dudes. I'll make sure it's up on the spreadsheet later. Yeah, raise a frosty mug or three, takes the five digs, and celebrate an eventual over on 74 and a half receiving yards. Number four. All right, new more quattro on the feed five today. Let's talk about the Mac Daddy, who hopefully is going to make me jump, jump, old crisscross reference there, and that is Mac Jones, a man uh, who is a dead bod carved uh, after my own heart, uh, taking on the Miami Dolphins at home, and I am going to take the overall on the Mac Daddy, 232.5 pass yards and what it could be a pew, pew, pew shootout affair uh, there between the Patriots and Dolphins, minus 115 at BetMGM. I think this number is uh, about 17 to 20 yards too low. You look at week number one, Mac Jones, very aggressive, very assertive, and relatively on point with the exception of the one pick in his matchup uh, as he went 35 for 54, 316 yards, a trio of touchdowns with that pick. He even chipped in 15 rushing on the ground, number three in total air yards, number three in total deep ball attempts, uh, six to be specific. A pretty decent adjust completion percentage as well. Uh, and you look at what he did against Miami's uh, secondary last season. Only went 213 and 204 through the air in a pair of matchups. Uh, but the Dolphins, yeah, 6.9 pass yards per attempt allowed. Uh, in their opening week matchup against LA Chargers, uh, only gave up 228 to Justin Herbert. That's probably why this number is as low as it is. But uh, New England is going to keep Pedal, press to the metal, and attack vertically and aggressively. Uh, whether or not Devontae Parker's in uniform, it doesn't matter. Looking very iffy. Could be Kendrick Bourne again. Could be a little Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, maybe get the running backs involved uh, with a little nickel and dime style. R- regardless, based on volume alone in a game that could be first to 35, give me the over. Mac Jones, 232.5 pass yards. Against those spins, minus 115 at BetMGM. Lundy, what do you say? Well, you actually hit the more important uh, one for me, which is the over, because I think it is going to be the first, <laughs> the first team that gets to 30, maybe 32, uh, with the way that I'm expecting really not all that impressive uh, uh, defensive performance here. Um, but yeah, I, I like this one a lot. I think he's going to wind up being, I'm going to call it mid two forties. I think he's going to beat this yeah. by a good dozen to 15 yards. Um, you know, look, these, the odds makers know what they're doing, folks. These lines are not going to be that far off, but I do believe in his case, we're going to see the game script. They are at home. Um, put all that together. I like him to be able to get the over on the passing yards, unless, uh, unless, you know, the hoodie just decides to be an asshole, which he's known to do. Yeah, well, hopefully my asshole will not be puckering up too much on this one. Mac Jones, make it a breeze and cash the over on pass yards. Number three. 
Numero trace of the Feed 5 countdown today. Let's work in a little SGP at plus money and get, yes, induced by that juice uh, in the match between the Baltimore Ravens and Cincinnati Bengals and exercise the demons. That's exactly what Joe Burrow is going to do after that clunker that he had in week one against the Cleveland Browns on the road. Uh, might be the worst uh, performance of his NFL career. Uh, over the entirety of his career when it's all said and done. So he's got to snap back and storm back with a vengeance. So give me Joe Burrow, two-plus passing touchdowns, and let's correlate, synergize, and bring it all together. If I believe that Burrow is going to go off vertically, that means somebody's going to benefit, and that somebody most definitely is going to be Jamar Chase. So give me him and leg numero dos, 70-plus yards on that alt threshold. Put those two together again, plus 120. Five. Yes, please. Uh, at DraftKings Sportsbook. A little bit of background here uh, on Joe Burrow. Uh, you know, you look at the Baltimore Ravens, only gave a 5.5 pass yards per attempt and zero touchdowns in week one, but that was Houston. Okay, that was C.J. Stroud, his first meaningful action of his NFL career, uh, playing it rather conservatively. Not going to be the case with Joe Burrow, who is going to shake off the rust, uh, didn't have a, you know any preseason snaps, and you saw that. Uh, as a major influential factor in week number one. Now, last season at a pair of matchups uh, against his franchise, he went one passing touchdown and one passing touchdown. But he's got to double it up, son, because I still believe that this Ravens secondary, uh, which was projected to be a bottom 10 pass coverage unit, is going to live down to that expectation. Uh, you look at uh, Jamar Chase, meanwhile, nine targets, nine times, in week number one, five receptions for just 39 yards. Uh, and I think he's, uh, you know, got to flirt with 100 yards in this one. Went uh, for 86 yards on eight catches in the second matchup between these two franchises last year. Seven for 50 in the first one. That's going to be more of the latter than the former. Going to get a lot of Stevens in coverage, who gave up a 95 pass rating. Uh, 10 targets, uh, 8 receptions for 68 yards as Stevens allow in his week one matchup against those Texans. So put it all together, Joe Burrow, two-plus passing touchdowns. Jamar Chase, 70-plus receiving yards. Slap those two together. You're looking at plus 125 at DraftKings. Lundy on this SGP feed or follow. I'm going to fade because I don't trust Joe. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't trust Joe. He's got five in his in his five games that he's had uh, against Baltimore. Um, he's got nine touchdowns total. It, I mean, it, it's just I'm not seeing it um, out of Burrow when he takes on uh, when he takes on Baltimore. So I I think he's going to get one. Like I'd be willing to make this a one passing touchdown Jamar and find another leg that I like, but I don't trust him for two. Brad, I don't. I don't think he's a hundred percent. I think that I, everybody that's like, oh, he's going to bounce back. I I don't think he's 100% right now. I really don't. And I think that until he is, I can't trust him the way that I did and the way that a lot of I mean, people were talking about, well, is this going to be the year? Is he going to be in the MVP conversation? Is it going to be? I don't know, man. What I saw in week one was not pretty. And I don't as much as I as much as I believe in the guy because I do really like him. Get the shades, get the cigar, kick it back. You know, yeah. he's just kind of one of these modes. You know, he's he's happy. I like him, but I don't know that I trust him, Brad. So I'll tell you what. I, I love Chase at the seventy. Good call there. 
I think what I would wind up doing is taking Burrow for one or more, and then I'm going to find another leg in this game that I like a little bit better than running the risk that he's going to wind up with two passing touchdowns. So I see where your head's at. Until I see it from Joe, though, I don't know that I can trust him in this kind of a situation for a same-game parlay. So try to get creative, folks. Run with Brad if you want to. Ignore me. What did I tell you? Week one, I went one and 12. Don't listen to this idiot, okay? But let's be honest, that idiot didn't do much better. So uh, just be careful what you face. So like I said, I might dumb this one down, find another leg that I like, but that's just me. As it stands, I would fade it, but I think there's an opportunity here to tweak it, find something that you like. Fade the modern-day Joe Cool? Lundy, you're a straight-up fool. Number two. Numerados here on the Fade 5 Countdown. Let's get under the radar here, really under the microscope, because you gotta, you gotta, you gotta squint. Uh, you gotta peer through that uh, little device to try to find this one. This one is off the radar on a player prop, uh, and it's CJ Stroud. And give me the over, and let's see yeah, how focus on on this. Uh, the rush yards, twelve and a half. Against the Indianapolis Colts, a minus 115. This one available at BetMGM. Now, C.J. Stroud, not really known uh, for his running ability. Uh, he certainly didn't really show that often at the Ohio State uh, last season with the Buckeyes. He did run 47 times, but only for 108 yards in 13 games. Now, in week one, as a member of the Houston Texans, four rushes for 20 yards against the aforementioned Baltimore Ravens. Now, the Colts in week one gave up seven carries for 21 yards to Trevor Lawrence. I think Lawrence and Stroud are somewhat similar in the rushing approach and identities. Uh, guys that are more opportunistic than design runners, although they may have a designed run or two in a game. Still, uh, I think he gets the over on this. I think it's 15 to 20 rush yards here in the end and what could be a Pew, 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 sneaky shootout between the Texans and Colts. So, Lundy, fade or follow C.J. Stroud over 12 and a half rush yards against those My Little Ponies, uh, minus 115 at BetMGM. It's you digging deep, man. You can tell yeah. when it's been an off week in the NFL when you decide to start. I'm already chasing again after Thursday night. Why? Rashad Penny screwed me, not only because he didn't get any hardly any touches, but because of his hold on the touchdown pass to A.J. Brown. I would have cashed the over on A.J. Brown longest reception and Jalen Hurts over what did I have that passing touchdowns on the same stinking play but no Rashad Penny had to grab a dude screw that cat you see you see folks I mean I I wish you I I wish I could explain to you that he's not just like this when we're recording he's he's not he's like this he's like this all the time it's not a matter of the television show the microphone the podcast YouTube doesn't matter this is just how he is all all the time. Like, I feel so sorry for his wife because I'm sure he just comes out of the family room, Ugh. walks into the kitchen to try to pour himself another drink. And she's got to listen to him rant and rave about some player that she might not even have ever heard of. Like C.J. Stroud. 
for example, oh, that, yeah, I mean, or care about. I, it, she's, yeah, uh, give give that woman an award. Um, I'll tell you what, you went off the radar with this one. I, I like it because I'm with you that I think this might actually be a higher scoring affair than people think. So with that in mind, there's going to be some player props built into this one between the Colts and the Texans that you may want to lean into the over because I do think it's going to be a surprise. What, what I mean, the over-under is at what, like 39 and a half, 40 and a half, something, isn't it something like that? Yep. I, I would take I I would take the over. I just think this is one of those weird ones um, that we're going to get some we're going to get some scores that probably shouldn't happen. Um, you know, we're going to wind up with some defensive hole that just gets completely exploited. Uh, so I do kind of like the over, and because of that, let's ride with C.J. Stroud. See if he can get us a little off the radar payday. Don't make me bitter, C.J. Stroud. Number one. All right, numero uno on the feed five, week two edition. Uh, my top player prop of the weekend, Jahan Dotson. Give me the over 42 and a half receiving yards against Lundy's Denver Broncos. Minus 115 available at Bet MGM. This is a prime example of the mother of all matchups and on paper and who he's going to go against in Mathis in that secondary who was torched like a creme brulee in week one by Jacoby Myers, not once, but twice. Jacoby, I never catch any touchdown. Myers had two scores because Mathis couldn't cover him. And I think uh, that is going to be the case uh, for Sam Howell in this game, focusing on somebody that Patrick Sertan is not going to be blanketing in the game. And that's going to be Dotson because Sertan likely is going to be on scary Terry McLaurin. So that's why I like the over here at 42 and a half uh, receiving yards. Uh, you look at Dotson, what he did in week one against Arizona Cardinals, uh, handsome seven targets, caught five balls for just 40 yards, rather low a dot. Uh, and he was splitting some action outside and then the slot. That ADOT, by the way, 9.1. The arts per route run, a rather uneventful 1.14. But it's all about uh, maximize the matchup against Mathis. Mathis was targeted nine times. Gave up uh, a, a snowman in the box who were eight receptions, uh, along with those pair of touchdowns. And 95 yards. That shook out to a one. 50.2 passer rating allowed, which was the highest among qualifying cornerbacks in week number one. You might say, well, Brad, it's just a one-game sample size, but I will clack and clack and roll the dice knowing I really like Dotson and his separation skills and a nice little rhythm he's already started to build with Sam Howe. So put it all together, feed or follow Lundy John Dotson over 42 and a half receiving yards in the Mile High City against your Broncos. Minus 115 at BetMGM. Somebody's going to torch uh, uh, the Broncos on Sunday, so it might as well be him. I mean, I, yeah. I like I, you know, I mean, you can kind of, you could roll the dice, you can take your pick, you can talk about the other receivers and all that, but chances are they're going to give up, um, they're going to give up some yardage. True story, by the way. Uh, my wife got invited uh, on Sunday, uh, so we'll be. I get to be one of the dudes out on the field holding the flag during the anthem. Oh, really? Yeah, my wife nice. and I got invited. We get to go down on the field and be the ones to hold the flag. So I'll try not to embarrass our country. Uh, while I'm down there on the field, because God knows I embarrass myself and plenty of other opportunities. But yeah, true story. My wife got invited to do that. So she and I are going to be on the field uh, holding the flag during the anthem. Uh, so anyway, I digress. Go back to this. Dotson will take advantage of this defense right now. It's not as good uh, as a lot of folks thought that it could be. 
Um, you know, Vance Joseph still has that dumb look on his face on the sideline. It doesn't matter if he's the head coach or the defensive coordinator. He still has the same damn look on his face every time. Uh, so I, I'm not quite buying into it. There's talent on this team. I just don't think they've quite figured themselves out yet. Do it for freedom. Do it for independence. Do it for America. And Nate Luddy holding the flag. God damn it. Take Jahan Dotson over the receiving yards against the Broncos. Uh, maybe some other selections that could build your bankroll in these United States of America. It's bonus time. Uh, Luddy got the floor. College pro. What do you like? Uh, let me give you uh, another player prop that I like. I, frankly, folks, if in full transparency, I've been looking a lot at this college slate, and I have not spent as much time looking on Sunday yet as I probably will do later this afternoon going into tomorrow while I'm watching the college games. A lot of times that's what I'm doing during the uh, big noon kickoff uh, stuff as oh, I'm actually yeah. starting to look at Sunday. So just FYI, I will have more picks for you. I'll get them posted up both on the spreadsheet and across social. But one that I do uh, recommend here right out of the gate, I'm going to go to Cole Komet and take the over on 30 and a half receiving yards for Komet. You're talking about a Bucks team that got absolutely torched in week one by the tight end position, like to the tune of about 85 yards. And I understand that part of that uh, was obviously going up against a guy like TJ Hawkinson, who had eight catches by himself, but it shows a vulnerability on that defense of the Bucks. And so even though Chicago's going on the road, all this kind of stuff, I'm just feeling it for Komet. I'm going to take the over. There's no juice on either side of it. It's standard right now. But I'm going to play the over on the 30 and a half. I think if he can get at least three catches, he's going to be able to get to that number. Let me rewind now. Let's talk some college football. I already gave you my favorite plus odds. Decided to uh, go ahead because it's the only thing anybody is freaking talking about in this damn country right now, and that's Deion Sanders. So if I don't give you a bet on the Buffs game, yeah. given the fact that I'm less than an hour away from the stadium where I sit right now, I think I'm violating some sort of sports media law. Um, so I need to go ahead and give you this one. This is an alt-line uh, uh, spread for the Rocky Mountain Showdown between Colorado and Colorado State. And it is a late game, by the way. 10 o'clock Eastern time is when this one kicks off on Saturday night. So if you're chasing some dollars, you can get plus odds with this one. Simple two-leg. I'm going to bring the spread down, and I'm going to take Colorado minus 19.5. I need them to win by at least 20. They should be able to do that against, frankly, an undermanned Colorado State Rams team. Um, and then I'm going to take the total down to 56 and a half and play the over. So Colorado's got to win by 20. We got to have at least 57 points scored in the game. If you do those two alt lines together over at DraftKings, you can get that one at a plus 118. By the way, I checked the schedule, Brad. There are 70 college football games on Saturday just at the senior Woo! level. Uh, so, you know, forget all the rest. All right. Now, let me backtrack into this evening. Um, I, this is kind of a funky one. It's a plus odds play that I just kind of like um, that I found. I managed to get the total in Air Force in Utah State when it was at 47 and a half, and I played the under uh, in that one. It's now down to about 46. I don't know how much I still like it at that level, in part because if you take the last two meetings between these two teams, Brad, final scores of 34 to 27 and 49 to 45. So it is one of these matchups that every now and then skews the other way, but I do think the way Air Force is playing and the way their defense is that they can manage to keep this one low scoring. But I'll give you a fun one. At DraftKings right now, you can take the win margin for Air Force 
between 7 and 12 points. They got to win it between 7 and 12. That is plus 390 odds at DraftKings right now. And to give you an idea, folks, Air Force is favored in this one by 9.5. So that window of 7 to 12 is plus 390. I already popped a half-unit bet on that one. Uh, Over to baseball we go. A couple of guys that I really like for this evening. First of all, I know they're on the road, but Matt Olson can break the single-season home run record for the Braves tonight um, in Miami. And uh, Johnny Cueto is going to be on the bump for Miami. Now, lifetime, Olsen is only two for nine against Cueto. Both of them are round-trippers, though. I am going to go with Olsen to be able to break the record tonight and keep an eye on where you decide to bet this particular one uh, because you can manage to pop yourself about an extra 75 points if you bounce over. I think it was on FanDuel that I saw the best odds for it. I don't have the number in front of me, but I'm taking Olsen and I'm taking him to be able to break the record tonight on those home runs. And then a dude that has been thankfully cashing for me and making up for all of my shitty football picks is Rafael Devers, who is batting 416 over the course of the last week. He's absolutely raking so far in the month of September. I know he's going on the road, but he's going to face off with Jose Barrios, who he's only got a 233 lifetime average against, but of his seven hits, Five of them are of the extra base variety. So I am doing my trick of basically going all in. So total bases for Devers over at DraftKings, best odds plus 110. By the way, I think it's Bet Rivers actually has it at minus odds. So take advantage of the plus 110 that you can get over at DraftKings. I'm doing the same thing for his HRR hits plus runs plus RBI. I'm taking him for an RBI at plus 165 as well. Devers is just, like I said, the way he has been playing, I believe in it. And part of the reason that I like the RBI folks for Devers is in 32 plate appearances against Barrios, he's only struck out four times. So he's putting the ball in play. If somebody's on base, even if it's a sack fly, he's got a good opportunity to get that RBI. So a couple guys that I'm going all in on tonight, Devers and Matt Olson. I yield the floor to the gentleman from Illinois. All right, rapid fire style here. I got a lot to get to. The team Juanos Parlay play of the day. Yeah, rather uh, team reasons, uh, to be honest with you. But I need a winner badly. I got to build up the bankroll. I was shedding uh, dollars left and right here the last few days. Uh, so all this two-legger, give me Trevor Lawrence, two-plus passing touchdowns. We already had that, along with 259 yards this last matchup against Kansas City. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I think he throws two more, maybe one of my boy Zay Jones. Uh, maybe Calvin Ridley, the other possible Christian Kirk only played 60% of the snaps last week. I don't care who catches him. Just throw him into the end zone. And then Desmond Ritter, give me the under one and a half passing touchdowns. Uh, all Atlanta does is run the football. Uh, they had the second highest run percentage of any team in the league last year. They're on pace to be top three yet again this year. Uh, I just don't see the opportunities being there. Uh, for the ATL, their matchup against Green Bay and that outstanding secondary uh, with uh, Jair Alexander and Razul Douglas. Uh, so you put those two together, Lawrence, two-plus passing touchdowns, and Ritter under one-and-a-half passing touchdowns. Very simple, plus 139 available at DraftKings Sportsbook. Elsewhere at Bevel, it's time. Uh, three other bets I like in the NFL this weekend. 
But Jameer Gibbs, give me the over on 65.5 rushing plus receiving yards in his matchup against the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, the coaching staff's already come out. Dan Campbell straight from the horse's mouth said he's going to get more opportunities starting this week. My guess is around 40 to 50% of the snap share, probably 10 to 12 touches. And I think that's all he needs to maybe to get like 70 combined yards. Remember, he forced more missed tackles of any running back in week numero uno, and he only had seven carries, and he forced six missed tackles with a gaudy 4.86 yak per attempt in Seattle. Uh, was uh, near the bottom of the barrel in EPA run defense, though they looked a hell of a lot better uh, with the superficial data, and that was more because the uh, run blocking was uh, so horrendous uh, last week for the L.A. Rams. But still, I believe that Gibbs, whether it be the ground or the air, in a combination of the two, will get over 65.5 rush plus receiving yards. Rashad White against my Chicago Bears. He scores a touchdown, plus 160. Locked and loaded that sucker at BetMGM. He had all seven of Tampa's red zone touches among the rushers in week number one. And you might say, well, he went 17 for 39 and two for 10 through the air. That's all fine and dandy, but he also played on 74% of the team snaps. He is the indisputable workhorse in this offense, and the Bears are Berenstein Bears, gummy bears. They're a joke defensively, uh, evidenced by what they allowed Aaron Jones last week, another versatile running back. And in total to the uh, Green Bay backs, 185 total yards and two touchdowns. White, I think, splashes six. Uh, let's think of the running back market. I love uh, B. John Robinson. I'll take the over on receiving yards. Every time it's going to be under 20 receiving yards on the market, I'm going to bet the over on it because he is going to be uh, the object of versatility. And when Desmond River you know, Ritter throws the ball, it's not going to be so often to Drake London or Kyle Pitts. He'll check down uh, to the backs and Robinson and Algier. So I think he's going to be busy as a receiver like he was in week one. He ran 19 routes. He had six targets. He had all six of those targets for receptions for 27 yards and a touchdown. And it's 17 and a half. That's it. And Green Bay last week against my Bears allowed 11 receptions for 80 yards to Chicago rushers. That's Foreman and Herbert and Johnson. So I, I think he'll sail past this one. This could hit uh, in the first half by itself. And you want baseball, Luddy? Of course you want baseball. Yes. I've yeah, got a baseball bet. Quit wimping out, asshole. Come on. Give me some well, hardball. Hey, Kodai Singa, uh, you know, yesterday was <laughs> awesome. It, it hit again on the walks and strikeouts uh, prop on that SGP. Let's go to a two-legger in the pitcher market. Give me Justin Steele over 17 and a half outs in his matchup in Arizona. And give me Logan Webb over 17 and a half outs in Colorado. You put those two together, it's plus 200. Uh, Steele uh, just did this recently against Arizona. That was at Wrigley. He went seven strong on September 9th. Arizona just number 25 in total run scored here last couple of weeks. And Steele is in the side of the conversation for a reason. 1.36 ERA in his last five games. He'll go at least six innings. Uh, and I believe Webb will do the same. Uh, he has done it in two of the rematchups against the Rockies this season. Now, last time he was at Coors, Earlier this year, only went five and a third. But the Rockies, we know offensively, they're suspect. Number 17 in total run scored here last couple of weeks. Webb has gone over this in seven of his last 
nine appearances. So Steele, six uh, innings or more. Webb, six innings or more. Put those two together. Again, plus 200. I am out of breath. We are out of time. We got to get the heck out of here. Uh, I got to stop. Uh, I got to start preparing my liver and my mind for Illinois' eventual beatdown handed out by Penn State early in the morning on Saturday. Drop us a rating and a review if you enjoy this podcast, would you kindly also feed or follow us on the Twitter slash the X. Uh, check out Lundy and his free spreadsheet picks at Nate Lundy. I do the same thing. At Noisy Huevos, when they finally quaffed a Nate Luddy, I am Brad Evans. Until next time, as always, feed or follow. That is up to you.